Here's how to come up with your side hustle idea and get it in front of millions of potential buyers. What's up, what's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Mike Zima from zimamedia.com. It's a full service digital marketing agency, but Mike got to start with a single $5 sale on, you guessed it, Fiverr. And Mike's claim to fame is actually, he's the only Fiverr seller who's mentioned in Fiverr's IPO pitch deck. And safe to say that these days, he has come a long way from that first $5 sale, doing thousands of dollars a month, perhaps tens of thousands of dollars a month in Fiverr sales. But everybody has got to start somewhere. So stick around in this episode to hear what's working on Fiverr today, Mike's rapid gig prototyping strategy to test out new offers, and maybe how to wean your reliance off of Fiverr. Now, one of the major benefits of a platform like Fiverr, and this is what Mike calls barter marketing, is that they're doing a lot of the work for you, but it doesn't come free. Fiverr takes 20%, so as your business grows, it probably makes sense to develop an off-platform strategy. And when you do that, you'll need an invoicing and accounting system that works as hard as you do. I recommend our sponsor FreshBooks be that system. I've been a customer for years, and I think you'll find the cloud-based interface intuitive and easy to use. Join the millions of happy FreshBooks customers and start saving time on all your bookkeeping tasks. Side Hustle Show listeners can try FreshBooks free for 30 days at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. Now's the time to get those books in order. Once again, that's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. All right, Mike, welcome to the show. Take me back, 2014, your first Fiverr gig. What inspired you to put something up for sale? And do you remember what that gig was? Thanks for having me here, Nick. It's a real pleasure. Early on, five years ago, I did read your blog about making over $700 on Fiverr. And it's really what pushed me to launch my first service. So I made a couple of different gigs. It was first my web design, then a marketing plan. And it really took off in 2014 after being on Fiverr for two months by creating a Google Analytics gig. Nobody was in the category at the time, and I was the first one to move in and capture all the business. Everyone had Google Analytics on their website, but nobody used it and actually spent the time to to really understand it. I still see that as a big pain point for some of our agency clients today, and it could be a real treasure for a business. Do you remember what the gig title was? I will do an analytics audit for your website. And this was a, what was it, between a 20 to 40 page report that I would generate off of your Google Analytics. I actually handmade a report that would write itself. So I was selling these between $25 and $100, but the final product looks like something that was worth much more than one or $2,000. And that's how I, I started to learn how can you stack value into a service without putting in so much effort. And this is really specific to like a small gig that's trying to offer a lot of value because at the time Fiverr Pro didn't exist and it was really hard to push the level and the ceiling on how high you can actually make on a per gig basis. Right. They had all the different Fiverr levels and they still do have their different seller levels that kind of cap how much you can charge and how many gig extras you can have and all this sort of thing. And now they've added Fiverr Pro at the very top of the ladder, you know, kind of special by invite only where you can charge more. And it's kind of like this hand selected 
curated marketplace of people who Fiverr trusts to uh, deliver great value. What else do you think, aside from being first mover or early mover in Google Analytics, because somebody is going to come in and say, well, sure, that was five or six years ago. Fiverr is obviously a lot more crowded now. How do I set up a gig that can stand out and get similar traction? The best way, I think, is to explore a passion because you're not going to be an overnight hit. It does happen. However, you have to test and learn the platform. You're going to come up with your own workflow. But when it started to hit for me, I liked the results. And that's when I started to take a critical look and go like, well, this is something I wanted to learn out of my own personal pursuit. What if I just doubled down on what I'm good at, at digital marketing and SEO? And how would that perform on the marketplace that's when I had the idea to launch my first SEO gig around 2016, 2017. And this is when I was offering services between $300 and $700. And that took off. And Fiverr didn't really have this high tier yet. Fiverr Pro didn't even exist. And that's when I started to look into making this new service. And, and that's the opportunity of Fiverr. You have to find what you can capitalize on today. That's interesting. So tell me about some of those first SEO gigs. And so you're kind of using their three-tiered pricing menu that they allow you to do to kind of, here's the small, medium, and large of these packages. But there, there was a million other SEO gigs. Like, how did you stand out? So, yeah, that's really true. When, when I started, there were SEO gigs that were getting 50,000 reviews plus, and they've been there since, since day zero, right? So it, it's always intimidating when you look at the big guys, but that's when you have to put your blinders on and start ignoring the competition and start paying attention to what you're doing about it. And the, the first batch was just from experience. I had agency world experience. I knew how much I would charge my clients in an agency setting that I've worked at. And I said, well, what if I just break that down into the simple pieces that work and price it from that perspective? And maybe I cut it down a little bit because we're not dealing with big brands that have unlimited budgets. We're, we're dealing with small businesses just like you and I that are looking to carve out their own space. I think that's a really important point is like it's easy to take a blanket topic like I'll do SEO services and then slice off a tiny piece of that. I will do blogger backlink outreach. I will do, you know, your Google analytics audit. I will do keyword research, like tiny, tiny little pieces of that to build out your gig menu. Am I reading that correctly? Correct. Correct. And you can base this off of experience. You can do research and see what people are demanding, right? There's a conversation around your industry online. You just have to dig up what people are saying and you can use that as, as an influence to create a service. Let's say you create a gig following this model, and it may be SEO, you may have a different niche, you may see what other sellers are already offering and say, okay, I could, I could do that or I could do something similar. How do you know, <laughs> like, obviously if people buy it, it's a hit, but like, talk, talk to me about setting up a gig for success. So if you're going to set up a gig for success, this is where I develop a theory that I apply in almost all of my execution nowadays. I call it rapid prototyping. It's really easy to get stuck in the trap of planning and putting in a lot of effort, thinking that what you're doing is going to be incredible. But the reality is you're going to have to repeat that process at least 100 times till you can gauge what's working and what's not working, however you want to measure your success. And with rapid prototyping, it's about setting up your first gig or testing a new gig idea inside of a lunch break. If it's taking you longer than one hour to set up a gig, 
with a clear concept and a focus that just makes sense, you're going to lose a lot of time. I've, I've lost 50, if not 100 hours creating individual gigs at a time that didn't go anywhere and I had to pause and, and delete them. Wow, what do you, what, <laughs> where did all the time go? Early on, I had, I, I had the theory I could do some sort of info products on Fiverr, which later turned into Fiverr Learn in 2020. They just didn't take off. And what I learned, and I think one of the big secrets of Fiverr is people are looking for an exact solution to a problem they have. And that solution is usually some sort of deliverable, some sort of a configuration setup, something that's an output that a customer can understand clearly and see visibly. Yeah, I remember one of the gigs that I bought was like, I didn't, I'd installed some WordPress theme and it looked nothing like the demo. And I was like, <laughs> it was like some assembly required, right? You take it out of the box. And so I went on Fiverr and I typed in like, I will, you know, install WordPress like the demo or something. And sure enough, there were gigs doing just that. And this person delivered it in 10 minutes. It must not have been very hard for them at all, but <laughs> it was like, oh, that was exactly what I wanted. So that's an important point. People are looking for the exact solution. And you get, even as a new seller, you still get 10 or 20 gig slots. So you have some availability to test different things out here. Exactly. And, and you have to test it because once you get that sliver and that chunk, then you're setting yourself up to get a big piece of that revenue share on the fiber mar marketplace. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you doing anything on the competitive analysis side? Are there gigs or uh, categories that you would 
avoid as a new seller? Well, don't create another logo gig service. There, there's plenty of those. You have to approach it one of two ways. The first way is find a, a, a category you really want to go after, even if it is logo design. And you're going to have to introduce yourself as, as a personal brand. I think personal branding is one of the biggest differentiators you can have on the fiber marketplace. A lot of the time, you don't know who you're working with. And as a, as a buyer on Fiverr myself, I really want to see somebody putting in the effort to brand themselves and make themselves stand out because I like the human aspect of it. And that's an element that us sellers, we have to introduce that into the platform. I started doing, putting myself in gig photos before anybody else did, and that just started taking off. Okay, well, let's talk about some of those things you can do to make your gigs stand out. So you just said putting your picture. So it looks like it's got you and your partner in the gig photo or the gig cover image for, for all the gigs. I'm at fiverr.com slash Zima Media if you want to check out what Mike's got going on over there. The thumbnails all have kind of a consistent look and, and feel to them. Anything else? Well, the thumbnail is really important. You have to test headlines. Sometimes you can put text in your thumbnails, almost like building a Facebook ad, for example. Another important point is you can have three images. You can have a video and two PDFs. And it's important to optimize your gig to include all of that criteria. So I think a personalized video that's 90 seconds that hits who you are and what you're selling is important. If you can have somebody's attention for 90 seconds, they'll either be ready to buy or they'll be ready to buy sometime later because you have people constantly checking out your gigs. You're getting thousands and thousands of clicks on some of your gigs. So it's good exposure to your brand. So it's important to make sure you're giving them all of the assets they need to understand who you are from PDFs and also case studies. If you're just starting out and you don't have any of the portfolio images to put in there or the case studies to put in there, how would you seed that initial listing? So in the initial listing, if you don't have those case studies, you have to work from your portfolio. And Fiverr is a great place for you to build up your portfolio. And those are the steps. If you're starting from zero, you need a portfolio. And once you have your portfolio, you need a better portfolio. And eventually you can continue growing and moving on until your portfolio is just filled with clients. Yeah, it's very chicken and the egg, right? I need portfolio to sell and I have to sell to get portfolio. For you, it was like, I will accept low-paying gigs. I accept that people are kind of taking a risk on me as an unknown seller to kind of get in my reps and and build up those client examples. Yeah, exactly. And you can have higher price gigs too if you want to put in the effort to market your gigs to people externally. Because if you think about Fiverr, it, it, they're giving you the lights, they're giving you the roof over your store, they're giving you the invoicing and, and the solution. So as a startup freelancer, it's a pretty good toolkit to focus on growing your business and not trying to get stuck in the minutia of how to build an infrastructure to manage a business at first. Totally. Yeah. They, Like we said, they provide a lot of things for you in exchange for their platform fee. Correct. I, I like to call it a cost of doing business because we get thousands of clicks now. Even when I was small, I was getting hundreds of clicks. And if you want to run some Google ads, it's going to cost you. And that 20% starts looking pretty appealing because either you're going to spend it on ads or some other marketing, or you're going to get fiber. You can't really have have your cake and eat it too, so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until the word of mouth kind of starts spinning in your favor. That's an interesting 
angle. It's like, well, yeah, they're giving you all of this data on how many impressions your gigs are getting, how many clicks your gigs are getting. Is there a sweet spot in terms of conversion rate that you want to be on or the number of impressions with no sales before you say like, well, this clearly doesn't have any demand. Like I'm, I got to go back to the drawing board on this. Well, there's two categories, I would say. If you're just starting out, you have to focus on the 5 to $95 range and really thrive there. Because if you can thrive there, and Fiverr is going to watch your success along the way. As you start growing, Fiverr is going to pay, pay attention. Their community success team eventually reaches out to you and builds a rapport and helps you nurture your business. And that 100 plus is where you can start thinking about being in Fiverr Pro territory. Even if you're not accepted in a pro, you want to act and behave as if you are pro because that's one of the ways to, I wouldn't call it a shortcut, but if you're succeeding on Fiverr, they're going to make sure they can incubate your success and help you get to pro if you work with them long enough. So I think in terms of conversions, you have that five to a hundred and then from a hundred to I think about 400 is a really good place to have your services. There are high end services, but it really depends on the category. Okay. The interesting lesson here is kind of the, what do you call it? There's a la carte menu pricing where everything is very specific. It's kind of like going to Morton's or something. Like if you want a side, you're going to pay extra for that. If you want, you know, another side, you're going to pay extra for that versus you could go into an all you can eat buffet and you just pay a flat price and you just gorge yourself. It's very much like every, every little extra is an upsell. Can you speak to the the gig extras or the upsells strategies on, on your gigs or what you see working for other people these days? So the first approach is you need the anchor gig. I call the anchor gig the one that, that's a runaway success. After you find out what's a runaway success, you're going to have to explore adding gig extras. And this is where I... I do my little market research. I, I pitch different gig extras that I might not have and create them as custom offers, or I put them in later when I find out that, okay, I'm always getting re requests about this add-on. Customers want an extra 500-word blog post, so I'll put that in the gig extras. These are people who are like reaching out. They, they are on your gig page, and, they, and they, then they send you a direct message. Correct. They send me a direct message, or if they're a customer, they're requesting some additional information about a specific service. And that just really branches off into a whole service. I had my SEO management. I branched off into Google Ads because customers were asking me. So you have to look at the complementary. How do they overlap? And if you start from your anchor gig, focus on one core service, start to add gig extras, and make those gig extras turn into standalone gigs themselves. Oh, okay. So then you have kind of more search discoverability and you can kind of cross promote yourself uh, in a way. Exactly. And then you'll start to find out how the pieces fit together. Maybe you have a logo strategy gig and then you have a logo design gig and then you have a social media branding gig so you can make all your social media look right. And those pieces would fit in all the way through if you start from planning all the way to the final delivery of your social media with your logo on it. You mentioned the video. Is that important during this rapid gig prototyping thing? Or it's like, I don't have time to make a video for this because I don't know if anybody's going to buy it. It is because you have to think of it as a point of optimization. Fiverr is a big search engine with, I believe, over 11 million services. So it's important to optimize to the maximum. So even if you just have a phone and you just want to throw up a video, Everyone has some sort of movie editing, online movie that you can edit it on your phone and just throw that up there. It's 
something you can always take down and replace and change because the key is revision and improvement to your gig. You just don't create a gig and never touch it again. How about the gig description? Is this like, I need to max out every character available? I just need to encourage people to contact me? What makes a good gig description? Well, with the, with the gig description, this one's tough. Steve Jobs said nobody reads anymore, and that was quite some time ago. It's important to be critical about your gig description, and if you're not a great writer, take the time to collaborate with somebody that can help you on your gig description. It's all about your identity. You can be personal, you can be really salesy, but just getting really clear into the point. If you introduce too much into it, if, if you're if you're going to sell an analytics audit, make sure you stress the importance of the analytics audit, break down what they're getting, and that's it. Don't try to introduce things that just could confuse somebody. And I think a lot of the times where I fail in my gigs is in the description, it may be too confusing or it might just go over the head and customers are just going to go like, okay, this is not for me and find somebody else that might be able to present it better than I would. Yeah. Your comment about the 20 page Google Analytics report kind of got my head spinning because it's like you, you weren't typing up these 20 pages. It's kind of this template driven thing where you could plug in screenshots based on their account. And it was similar in the last Fiverr episode we did. We talked to a woman, Kendall, who was a copywriter in the crowdfunding space. Like that was that was the niche that she had carved out. And she was like, she had kind of her template fill in the blank workbook, where it's like, hey, if you want to buy, this is what I'm going to use to write this for you, essentially. You can buy that for a one-time fee, or I can do it for you. But it's like, because she had done it so many times, she developed that template. And it didn't take her as long to produce this 2,000 words of compelling sales copy that it might take somebody else because she kind of had this down-to-a-fill-in-the-blank type of system. And similar, like, I've seen gigs where it's like, I bought this software tool and I have, you know, a license to use it as many times as I want. Like, I will use this tool to do whatever for you. So it's like something of high perceived value that doesn't take you a ton of time. I think those are really cool gigs to explore. And that's an opportunity to really optimize your time because you're gaining experience. You're getting better at as a practitioner. So your output, still high quality, still high perceived value. And you're really giving them something personalized because you've done this enough times. You can just zero in on what the exact solution is. And we're coming from a place as experts because we've done this so many times and that's really the, the jet fuel behind the gig. You, you get fed more clients and you're getting better as a practitioner over time. What does the process look like today? Well, maybe, maybe in the early days, like I'm curious about like the time to deliver, like hustling for $5 gigs versus today and having a team and everything. I'm curious about this. This is the common battle of freelancing, right? It's like, I need time to deliver the work, but I also need to kind of keep pouring fuel on the marketing fire to make sure more work comes in. It's this feast and famine cycle. It, it is a cycle and you're going to have times where you have 10 orders, 20 orders locking up your time and you'll have times where you don't have any orders and you're just sitting idle. And this is where you have to make use of your time from the, the five to nine is time blocking a little bit for marketing because new clients are going to be the lifeblood of your organization. And also making sure that you're putting your customer satisfaction first. You don't want to ignore your existing customers because that's your foundation. And 
the simple technique is you have to do time blocking, but early on when you're idle or if you do have times where you're idle, you have to spend time marketing. And this is really where you can start creating your own budding consultancy. I know you've got over a thousand reviews. Do you do anything specific to solicit positive reviews from clients? I know years ago I had some templates that was like, Hey, if you found this valuable, leave a five-star review. And then they're like, Hey, you can't specifically ask for a five-star review anymore. Anything specific on collecting positive feedback? So it's important to mention it. It, Just please leave a review. I also leave a link to Google, for example, if they can leave a review there. And it's important to earn it in as many places as possible. I think the review process is a little tricky on Fiverr. They went more of the Uber route or the Airbnb route where you leave, they leave a review and you leave a review and it's a little bit more anonymous. That could cause a little bit of friction with some clients that might be difficult. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. I don't think we ask for them all the time anymore because, you know, 1,000 is a great milestone. I, you know, 10,000, I can't even imagine getting to that point. So it's good to at least have it and have good customer service and you're naturally going to earn those reviews. You don't have to be too aggressive on them. Okay. Is Fiverr arbitrage still a thing where it's like, okay, I can sell this service for a hundred bucks and I'd go around and find a provider to do it for 50, I mean, essentially that's an agency model, but like I'm thinking of, you know, service businesses where it was never the owner's intent to be the one digging the ditches and, and Russ Perry's design pickle comes to mind, where it's like, it was never about him doing the design. And so I'm trying to think of like, is there an opportunity to play in that space to, to follow your gig prototyping model, see something that hits and then go find somebody else to fulfill that work who's qualified the challenge, of course, is like, can they do it well and can they deliver it profitably for your, for your 80% of the, of the, prof, of the, the sales price? Well, I know the answer. The work is going to be hard. If that's something you want to do in a, an attempt, I, I wish you much success. It's, it's just, a, it's a journey like anything else. So I think it's achievable. But if you're putting in the results to build a brand, a personal brand, I think you'll have a lot more success. Is there, a sweet spot in the Fiverr search results. I mean, we talked recently on, on Etsy where you start typing a word and like, you know, the auto suggest starts to populate and those are kind of sorted by uh, popularity of those searches. Is there a sweet spot if you type something in? Cause they're not giving you analytics necessarily on how many times that keyword is searched, but you can kind of see, okay, it seems to be towards the top of the list and there's not that many gigs that show up or they're not super well rated. Is there any, I don't know, sweet spot for this? Yeah, the autocorrect is, is a great tool to give you keywords, common keywords. So if you're doing the autocorrect technique, you want to break that down by your category. So if you're searching for SEO services, try to find all the different versions of keywords on the Fiverr Marketplace to give you a list. And you can use that to string into your description, into your title, and into your FAQs. So you can optimize your gig a little further. I think that's a really good optimization point. Yeah, I'm like I typed in podcast and it populates with podcast cover, podcast promotion, podcast intro, podcast logo, podcast editing, podcast intro jingles. <laughs> it could be all sorts of make some uh, make some musical interludes. So you can kind of play around with that stuff. With Fiverr Pro, what was that application process like or or was or did they reach out to you and say, "Hey, we'd like you to be a, a guinea pig for our new pro program?" Yeah, it was actually quite interesting. I believe in, so in 
In 2017, I had a contract that relocated me to, to, to my wife and I to Europe, and I lost that job, and I really had to fall back on Fiverr to help me get started. And after losing my job, having almost no savings because I exhausted it moving to, to Europe, I fell into a good groove of Fiverr, became a top-rated seller. And it was around that time my community success manager, Trisha approached me with the opportunity. And really, it, it was pretty much a turnkey transition. I just took my established gigs and relaunched them as pro. And it's been history, history ever since. Yeah, I was going to ask when you felt comfortable taking all this stuff full-time. It sounds like it was forced upon you in a way. Well, it was also a blessing in disguise. I was a entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. And sometimes you need to walk without a net and fall on your face before you grow as a professional. And that's what I really needed. I need that swift kick and you know, no security blanket, no nothing. It's just me and the keyboard. Yeah, that urgency breeds quite a bit of productivity, right? Precisely. Does Fiverr support recurring services like you talked about seo services it's not necessarily a one and done type of thing i've been hacking this for years there may be something in the pipe i've heard about the subscription model coming customers want it and you know it's really difficult to get a customer to go on fiverr and book a gig every month for a service for example which is leaving a lot of money on the table. So as soon as that subscription component comes, I, I think it's going to, going to be a runaway success. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. What's your hack is just like reminder messages to the customer like, hey, you, the next month is coming. Yeah, there's reminder messages and there's custom offers. The ROI I feel is really low because in, in our case, we just have a lot of people that need the setup. They need that checkpoint. The recurring scope is really when, when your business starts to grow. Of course, we have businesses that do have that recurring scope, but depending on who you are, you may or may not come back to us after a couple of weeks, but we've built up a big book of business where they'll come back to us after two or three years. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Tell me about, are those people coming back to you on Fiverr or do they know you now and so they just go directly to your website and sign up there? So we try to keep those two se separate. Fiverr clients tend to be you know, more focused on the, on, the, on the solution. So we want to be solution oriented for their business. Externally, our agency is focused more on e-commerce. So we have our own sales approach. We have our own brand. We have different packages from Fiverr because we have these complete 360 packages. I can't, unfortunately, I can't sell something like that on Fiverr. It's a big limitation. I have to have one service, one gig, one focus. So I think that's a big li limiting factor. If, if I had more options, I would love to put more of my full high-end agency services on Fiverr Pro if, if there was interest in, in the recurring subscription feature was available. Okay. And of course, you can use the social proof that you gained on Fiverr to help sell clients off-platform who are finding you off-platform. What else is driving sales for the, the direct agency off of Fiverr? It's really the brand. It's social media and brand and building communications. That's where you win at the end of the day. If you have more volume on your communications, so your social post, your blog post, your v-blogging, the more authority you can build, it's something you have to do in perpetuity now online to grab the attention. And that really helps. I'm not sitting here doing emails and cold calling people. That's just not my style. I'm just doing branding and awareness and 
I get leads on the website. I don't know where they've come from, but we, we get leads. And it's just a point in the business where my pipe just started to get more and more filled up. So I just have to keep doing what's working. Well, well, fair enough. Let me take a break here since we're talking about weaning off reliance on Fiverr. A tool that you're going to want to have in your toolbox as you do that, if you invoice customers or clients, is our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks has been making life easier for service entrepreneurs for the last 15 years, and I'm happy to have been a client for several of those years myself. FreshBooks is the award-winning cloud-based accounting software that's designed for side hustlers who are ready to step up their bookkeeping game this year, and you're going to save some time in the process. Power users of FreshBooks are saving up to 200 hours a year, taking advantage of all these built-in tools and automations. What are you going to do with all that extra time? Now, aside from creating great-looking invoices in like 30 seconds, I think my favorite feature is the ability to accept credit card and ACH or direct deposit payments right on the invoices, which ends up getting me paid faster. Right now, Side Hustle Show listeners can claim a free 30-day trial of FreshBooks. There's no credit card required. Head on over to freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the Side Hustle Show in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started today. One of the toughest parts about starting and growing your business is figuring out how to build relationships. As you know, people are more likely to buy from and do business with people they know, like, and trust. But when it comes to networking, where do you start? And what if you're more introverted like me? What if you're more wallflower than social butterfly? Well, there's a recent episode of a great podcast called This is Small Business that walks you through how to figure this stuff out. The episode is called How Networking Can Help You Build and Grow Your Business and Inside You'll learn practical tips on how to build business relationships that don't feel so transactional. A couple parts I liked in particular were how to break into those uh, tight little circles at networking events where you're kind of standing around awkwardly on the outside, and then what you should say in a follow-up email to somebody that you meet there. This is Small Business answers a ton of these questions that all entrepreneurs have, like how to use social media to grow your business, how to find your ideal price point, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, and tons more. So give it a follow. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. So Mike, what's what's next for Zima Media? You're you know doubling down on the Fiverr Pro. You've got your video course on YouTube, which we'll link up in the show notes. What else is going on? So I just launched a Fiverr Pro course on YouTube. It's a free course I, I launched, and I'm trying to work closely with Fiverr to be a part of the Fiverr Learn program. I think I really discovered by professional pursuit for the next decade, it's coming down to mentorship and helping businesses all over the world that are just trying to start out and become freelancers to work in their markets. So this is a really big task, but this Fiverr Pro series is the first step in that. And the next step is going to be building more content for businesses in, di- in different regions. I want to have people in, on every single continent, even a penguin somewhere along the way on Antarctica, consuming my content and just becoming a practitioner at their own business. So we've learned a lot working on Fiverr and there's a big storm brewing Half the planet is still not on the internet and education, mentorship and creating opportunities for those individuals in those countries by understanding the best practices in digital marketing, SEO, search, so they can become experts and turn that around and enable themselves to be business owners. I love that point here. You know, yeah, sure, it looks more crowded than it did uh, five or six years ago. But look, like you said, half the planet is still coming online 
And that means the pie is only going to continue to uh, get bigger. I got to check out this Fiverr Learn platform. So this is their online course platform? Yes. So Fiverr is trying to go into the direction, of course, that they see a big opportunity in education. And they also want to use this as a, a part of their vetting process. If more sellers are educated to their standards that Fiverr is trying to do, the platform and the marketplace as a whole is going to raise the bar. So it's a new project. I think it's going to take them a lot of time because they have, you know, the Fiverr marketplace was a hit. And this is just a completely different service altogether. Yeah. Are they paying course creators such as yourself or are they kind of creating the stuff in-house? Well, I haven't started. I haven't started creating a course yet. I'm I'm hoping that something will come up really soon. I'm, I'm speaking with them about creating a possible course. Uh, they do have a revenue sharing model on the course, like similar to other platforms. But I think just creating a course and putting on Fiverr Learn is invaluable for the exposure I can get. And really, it starts to feed back to my core mission of mentoring more sellers and businesses to be successful online. Well, fair enough. Mike, really appreciate you joining me. You can check him out, zimamedia.com, Z-I-M-A. He's got an awesome blog over there, including one about lessons learned from a thousand completed orders on Fiverr. Of course, we'll link that up in the show notes along with that free Fiverr Pro course that's on YouTube. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Well, my number one tip for Side Hustle Nation is really taking a look at yourself in in the mirror because the person you may be today is not the person you're going to become when you start this journey. So you have to be thoughtful and you have to be prepared and you have to admit to yourself that some things have to go and you have to start doing more actions that map back to results. Absolutely. I'm really inspired by your journey since starting with that first order in 2014 and everything that you've built since then. And just the, I don't know, the confidence to put yourself out there and work for low wages at the beginning and eventually build up this awesome international agency. It's really, it's really cool. It's really inspiring stuff. So the person that you are today isn't the person that you'll become. Every breath is a new moment. Well, Mike, thanks again for joining me. We'll catch up with you soon. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant-quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. 
Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.